This is Bang Your Bookie's Wife, the sports gambling podcast that won't let any obstacle, not distance, not fatherhood, not a general lack of interest in recording a podcast, stop us from recording a podcast. And that's why we're here with you today. I'm Joe Public, uh, your host, with one of our experts, uh, Rain Man, who we're going to ask you, Rain Man, can you give us who you think is going to win the Final Four in Houston, the least anticipated Final Four in history? It is historic, and unfortunately, this is not a historic answer. Give me UConn, one of the best teams all year. You take away an eight-game stretch in the middle of the season, they've been wire-to-wire, excellent and elite. Eight games is eight games, though. Uh, yeah, but they lost six of eight, so the rest of those games, they've been really damn good. Uh, other end of the podcast, who's winning, who's winning the Final Four? Give me the best defense left. Give me a team of men that are ferocious. The Aztecs. The Aztecs of San Diego State, led by Coach Dutcher. I like that. Held Creighton to two of seventeen from three, one by one. They're just gritty. Not and not a fluke. You're right. Uh, San Diego State. They are great defense, and they force other teams to play sloppy. A team of men, huh? Outkick is gonna love that. Avenging gonna love the that 2020 pick. team that wasn't allowed to win the title. Problem with basketball these days: not enough men playing men's college basketball, huh? <laughs> Uh, Seems like a shot at the biggest game of the weekend, which is going to be on Friday with the undefeated South Carolina uh, female Gamecocks against Iowa. That's uh, Lady Cox. Lady Cox. Uh, Oh, I got one of those on Goop. Listen, man, it's the real Coach JB here. Man, I hear you've been hanging out with the wrong fucking crowd like a slapdick you are, man. Everybody thought you were fucking smart and all that shit because you watch CNN and MSNBC and fucking Fox News and all that Sounds like you're a fucking dreamer. You're getting dumber. Get your fucking ass figured out. Go watch the real show. Watch- we will ban your bookies, wife. Step your game up. Stop being a slapdick. Make today a great day. Uh, this is Bang Your Bookie's Wife. Follow us on Instagram at Bang Your Bookie's Wife. People are following us, even though Capper has not posted. It's been months, huh? Almost a year. It's almost more of a thing not to post at this point, huh? We're still getting followers. Every once in a while, we we get that little little camera frame. That's fucked up. Imagine if we put as much effort into our Instagram as we do at the top of every episode talking about how we don't do Instagram. I think that's the extent of our social media presence. We have uh, at least one post a week. We have to be better. I reiterate to the listeners who get this, how we were gonna how do, do you listen? Again. <laughs> how did you find this? <laughs> if you if you were just Googling bang your bookie's wife, that's fucking weird. That's a weird thing to look up. Um but anyhow, let's get back. Is it Lady Cox? Did you look it up? It's Lady man? Game Cox. Yeah. I don't think it's any debate that that's the like biggest game of the weekend, even just based on the fact that Final Four tickets to the women are three ten times, times as much more as the now. Men. The get in price for that game is 10 times as much. Granted, it's an American Airlines Stadium arena, sorry, as opposed to NRG Stadium. So the capacity is, you know, like three times less. But still, that's College a lot. Bass. And 10X versus 3X, that's still. 
3.3 times College as much. basketball games in football stadiums should be illegal. It's I want awful. Congress to do an investigation. Congress, I know they can investigate anything. They have the they time. They investigate this. a lot of crap, so they have the time to investigate uh, this as well. Like, I want Trump to be indicted for this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> for not making this change. Let's Send them all Trump. to jail. It, why, if Trump wasn't fixing sporting events, what was the point? What was the point of uh, whatever? Um, but anyway, let's uh, – so, yeah, Iowa, South Carolina, that's going to be electric. I'll be honest, this Final Four, I might watch it. I'm not that excited about either of these games at I, all. I'm personally extremely excited, but that's just because in the Calcutta auction that the three of us do participate in with some family and friends, uh, pretty big money pool – I have both UConn and San Diego State, so it's going to be hopefully a a party for me. We'll see. And the reason for that is, you guessed it, there is no God. Uh, (laughs) That's uh, that's correct. Well, it's because Uh, I sort data, and UConn was the number number two team in the country, sorry, from January 26th reference date. San Diego State was in the top 15, so I got a lot of value on those teams. Don't do this. Don't do this because you had – Multiple duds. You've you've yeah. Out I lost. Here. I lost on Houston like a lot of America did. They they lost you, a game. You fired Houston going down because of the end, like because they weren't as good as people expected. Is not why they lost. They just lost a game. Houston lost a game. They were a very good basketball team. They lost a game. You, you pick the value teams more often than not. The more value teams you have, you have lower variance because you have more teams to spread that variance around, and that's why I do well because you, I take all of the teams that I like. And then the variance works itself out and lowers. Law of large numbers. Law God, of large you, numbers, Capper. Hate you. You threw a lot of darts and you um, had a large portion of the pot. Yeah, and I'm going to end up. It only makes sense. I'm going to end up the best up twenty percent of the entire pot if if you are if one of these teams can make it to the finals. It, if if I'm not mistaken, you need a win this weekend to come out positive. I need one win to come out positive, but <laughs> if I get if I get two wins or three wins, I'm way 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 up. Oh man! And I got I two just, faves. Good luck. So here's I got the two thing. faves. I, so here's the thing. Before I was, I said I wasn't going to watch the games, but now I'm going to root so this fucking hard for Florida stage. Atlantic in Miami. <laughs> you never want to root I'm for Florida. All, it's a bad look, Joe. Uh, it's better if if after choosing Rain Man in Florida, man, gun to my head. That's a tough one, guys. I mean, Florida <laughs> Atlantic, they're like. They're pretty good, man. Like, it would be weird if they won a championship. It wouldn't feel <laughs> real, right? It would feel like they need to redo it. Yeah. it's. A, I mean, so the interesting thing about Florida Atlantic is I don't know if they graduate anyone next year. As in the university doesn't award. They don't have any fifth-year seniors. They're not accredited, which I totally buy. <laughs> you can't be, graduate. Um, so be next what happens UNC. next year? Are they ranked in the top ten preseason, top five? They're they're next year's UNC. They're, are they bringing everyone back? I I think they can, unless someone transfers out. <laughs> so they don't have any pro prospects, and they don't have any fifth year seniors. Dude, what if Florida? This is what I hope happens. I hope there's one team that just wholesale buys another one school buys another school's team. How well, there was an article. There was an article from the coach of Florida Atlantic University, and the coach was like, "Yeah, my players are taking calls during this week in between the Elite Eight and Final Four about offers for next year." Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's crazy. I. 
I guess it's just like I'll say like I Miami can fill it up, so I think they're an interesting matchup for UConn, although Texas would have been a much, Pretty much more bunch. interesting matchup. The fact that Texas blew that Miami game when this like was on a platter is just still it's disgusting. It's honestly pathetic. It's such such a piece of shit. We deserved so much better. It was just a disgusting. That that being said, Miami, uh, for the Miami-UConn game, we're going to tackle that one first. Miami has been excellent during this tournament. They are playing far above what people expected to and what look-back numbers will do. They've been in a lot of close games, a lot of close games. Remember when they almost lost to Drake uh, in the first round? And they have shown ways to win. UConn has not been in a close game yet in this tournament. So if you can see the path for Miami, it's pretty simple. Miami shuts down some of the three-point shooting, or it just doesn't fall for UConn. Miami's defense isn't very good, but if the three-point shots don't fall, it's a close game at the end. Miami figures out a way to win. UConn's not used to the pressure in the tournament. Miami wins the game. I like Miami to outright a lot better than Miami in the points in this one for value perspe- from a value perspective. I'm curious what the atmosphere is going to be like at that arena. It'll be interesting to see a Final Four that isn't packed out because I don't know if it's going to sell out. Uh, it will be empty. It's sold out, but yeah, it, the seats won't, won't be, be filled. Sold out. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be just like house. It's going to be. I I I think we're about to experience like a very interesting moment culturally this weekend when like the women's final four completely shows up the men's final four. I think it's it's a thing. It, this is like, a, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm all for it. It's bound to happen it, part at some of point. It, of course, part of it is... Cir- it's a dominant part, team in South Carolina. Part of it is circumstances, just like uh, because the men's final four has terrible teams, but also uh, Iowa, just a, much, a must-watch college basketball team. Uh, I don't know. I'm... Uh, I'm excited. I'm interested to see the fallout and how whether there's any sort of paradigm shift that comes from this. Because I think in order for people to people really need to appreciate how low down the totem pole women's college basketball is. I still remember year deck. It was probably 2008, 2000, like or earlier, like uh, SI cover spread back when print was still a thing. But they just showed like. A Sweet 16 matchup in the men's tournament that's packed out versus a Sweet 16 matchup in the women's tournament where there's literally zero fans. Yeah, Uh, it used to be UConn or no one, really. Yeah, and I do think UConn's... Tennessee Vols had their moment. Yeah. Uh, to run, buddy. But I think that was the main thing is just like... There's always been like a foil to like the one great team. And if I mean, this could be cool if it's Iowa versus South Carolina for, I don't know, a few years. It won't be no. because once Caitlin I mean, Clark know, goes, Iowa won't I know be she's Iowa. Leaving, but like, <laughs> Iowa's not second best get team. Get that profile. Caitlin no. Clark did get a sheesh from LeBron James himself. <laughs> she's she's electric. She's fun to watch. Not a lot of female basketball players have gotten a sheesh on Twitter. She's a uh, fucking effortless. Just like a weird, like crazy to watch her play. She reminds me um, a lot of. Uh, Trey when She's he getting was in cocky. college. Wow. This is just proof of the, of the larger point is we've gotten totally sidetracked talking about this women's <laughs> basketball game when we're supposed to be previewing this men's Final Four. And I think I'm the only one who said anything to preview UConn and Miami. Well, do you think that comp is correct, Caitlin Clark and Trey Young? 
Yeah. Yeah, maybe. In, mean, in college, Trey Young in college was just like, it was I mean, just, Trey Young in college was, was one of the best. Steph, Steph in college. Steph was pretty electric. He beat like Georgetown. A, yeah. Uh, Steph was like, yeah, man. But it's, uh, he, I mean, he could, he would give it up too if he needed to, which she, I mean, what, 13 assists last game? Like, yeah. So you got San Diego State. Rayman, you're taking UConn. I'm going to. I'm going to take the fight in Laura Negus. I'll take Miami to win the final four, actually, like just because I think I think that when, the way they made free throws down the stretch is just a killer in big games. Yeah, I think Miami money line in this first game is, is value. I don't like Miami to win at all picks. I do think, because I think you could do better just taking money line, money line, given the money line the yeah. UConn game's already in the twos. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I like Miami money line as a value play in the first game. I just think UConn more likely than not wins it, and I also kind of like UConn spread because no one's been within fifteen. Dude, it's so true. Like they all their spreads have been like four points. It feels like, and they're just beating the fuck out of everybody. Uh, all right. Well, enough of that noise. You guys want to talk about succession? Well, should we preview Ooh, I, San Diego State FAU? Eh, fuck it. I mean, both no. these teams deserve to be there. SDSU, the where he said, is a great defense. Uh, can shut down really any team from an offensive perspective. FAU, clutch, can shoot the three. So they might be able to shoot a little bit over San Diego State. Though Crane can shoot the three as well. Uh, should be a good game. I like San Diego State minus Dude. the two there. They are my two horses, so a little bit biased. And then I'll take UConn over as San Diego State in the finals. Like, all due respect, but just, like, saying FAU versus San Diego State as a Final Four game sounds fucked up. It's It's been a take-the-points tournament. Hey, San Diego State's a Pac-12 school now, right? But it's just, or like, I can't, think, I, think, I can't think of a matchup that could plausibly have fewer narratives than Florida Atlantic <laughs> and San Diego State. If I was choosing two schools out of a hat, I don't know. Uh, but... Good for them. Um, they did it. <laughs> they did it. I don't know, man. Kind of, kind of fucked up the. By tur- God, they, they did it. They Who do you of, think they are? They kind of fucked up the tournament for everyone. I kind of wish better teams. <laughs> like I wish Creighton had won. They would have been really fun to watch. Uh, yeah. But here we are. Uh, hey, but hey. There is always something you, on. You can put. You can play basketball on the defensive end of the court. There is always just like something great when you get to this point in March Madness and then you think about how far go like the first round seemed like a million years ago. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like a different time. You can't uh, have too I, many upsets, otherwise you get stuck with the shitty last weekend. All right, Raymond, now do we have your permission to review succession really yes. quick? Yes, permission granted, Joe. Uh if you haven't listened to if you have, if you don't watch Succession, uh, then you can listen to this. It won't you won't be able to fuck you won't off. Be able to keep, you won't be able to keep track of it. If you don't want any spoilers, then you should uh, probably not fuck listen to us talk about. Uh, they're very good, Ray man. Uh, it just felt like it was relevant and obvious and just hanging uh, there, and I don't know why you didn't go. For what about it. what about roast me? Uh, well, yeah, let's just talk. Oh, about Oh, that's good it. too. Just, You're gonna do it. So let's yeah, just dude, get just into roast it. Me. So I'm gonna I'll I'll read through uh I'll read through the uh actually I don't have time to read through the whole thing. Let's just talk about the episode. Uh let's get Peep saw it. We'll do they a, saw it. we'll do a bigger recap yeah, they know at what some happened. point. I don't have the time. And frankly, you guys we don't know. fuck it. You don't deserve it. You don't deserve it. Yeah, come on. 
What am I? I'm on the clock for you right now. Fuck you. I'm not reading this Wikipedia plot recap. Maybe next week. But anyway, good episode. Fantastic. Se- one of the best season premieres. I thought, man, so much shit happens, but it still it felt really well paced, and it was fucking hilarious. I it's I guess so funny. I definitely came away from it with like a few ideas of what I think is going to happen. Uh, but if anyone wants to take away their like initial thoughts. Um, it's, it's the funniest show on TV. Yeah. And it, but it has these like devastating moments too, where it's like, it's sad. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's real. I mean, it's just really well written. Um, the acting is incredible. Yeah. Um, I, I think it has a chance. I mean, if it lands this plane this season, like I think it has a chance to be one of the best, if not the best show of all time. I, 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 I I agree we'll with that. Start it, do we'll you think? Start it right what there. do you think Logan said when Greg was like, "Hey man, I had sex in your guest room." <laughs> don't don't watch that finger. tape. Oh, he was definitely just like, "That's fucking awesome." Yeah, he was. Uh, no, but I also think like that was one of my big takeaways from this episode. Is I think it's like a per like cause since this is this is such like an on the nose satire. I think Cousin Greg is going to end up at the top of the castle. I think I that's love what we're that, getting set up for. How could you possibly... I don't, I don't see any situation where you have sex in the guest room because it's going to like rumple the bed covers. I understand going for it in the bathroom, even though that's pretty normal. That, but in the bedroom, what, it seemed a little aggressive. I think that's the one this? place where the writers missed the mark and it didn't seem too realistic. So you're, you're no, big... Uh, the, to me, the place where they missed the mark is that they made um, Tom like the phone call in the beginning was just like if they were trying to do it the way Logan wanted to do it, he wouldn't have been seen by anyone. Also, like I feel like Rain Man, I feel like I disagree. I would, I think it would have been better. Like it couldn't be the bathroom because there needed to be cameras in there, and it's not well, very plausible. There needed, but that we no, you could have figured it out some other way because you could say there are cameras in the bathrooms. It's, it's or a laundry room, but the guest the guest room. The fact that that's a thing that bothers you is just so fucking weird, dude. Would you bring yeah, a date in like a formal setting to your uncle's guest room to have sex at a big party? Uh, no, you do it in the bathroom. You do a little tug in the well, bathroom. I would say bigger question is like she seems like she's she is for sure like a spy, which was great. <laughs> so I think, um, yeah, obviously, I do some reading after light reading after. Um, somebody said like this show, they they make you think they're planning all these clues, but it's really like very direct. Whereas like White Lotus is like the follow the breadcrumbs. Like yeah. oh yeah, obviously like this would be a spy in White Lotus, but like. This it's just like yeah, Succession's not really a mystery box like, show. Yeah, it's just another vain person in the universe. I thought, yeah, that's true. Vapid I thought it person. was like, I guess like one of the things I really enjoyed was uh, it was very like cool to just do an on the note. Well, I guess like one of the biggest questions, and I think I asked it when we did our last recap, and I actually heard Brian Cox say it and the writer confirmed it, but it was like, does Logan love his children? Cause I think that also dictates a lot of where this show goes. And I think this episode proved more than any other episode of succession definitively that he does because he misses them. 
like yep. when when everyone was sitting like you got to see how lonely he was the only people surrounding him were people he pays the fact that no one else could banter with them even though his children are scared of him they're still of him and they're able to just shoot the shit and when that was lost and that's why honestly my theory is like kevin cousin greg ends up on top because i feel like succession it has to end with logan dying i don't think logan right. could be alive and who, it's like who, him dying who, and then who's and gonna then be like fucking the kids. who's who's gonna be his closest relative that he still the best way he fucks over also pisses off his brother like i just think cousin greg <laughs> getting like some sort of glow up would be hilarious uh and then tom i, I think that. is very clearly going to go to i think tom's gonna go to prison because i think uh once he's at once he's like once shiv is out of the picture yeah he's he's Logan going to has fall no, on that sword like he always was yeah, like I don't think the that was not. I think like that's still gonna be present there, and that no Logan, reason to keep him around. Yeah, Logan's happily gonna, I think, dump him. That's my theory. That's the my one percent politician lines from Cameron. I forgot his name, but you know Cameron from Ferris Bueller <laughs> are so just funny. was fantastic. Yeah, oh, so you have good. to be one percent, otherwise it'd be humiliating. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta pay a hundred million dollars to maintain my percent. It's just great. Yeah, it'd be humiliating if he didn't have. And the thing percent. is, like, his wife or like are, they are married, right? They're married at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really oh, wants him to, to maintain that percent because she doesn't want going, to be embarrassed. They're going to get married. Oh no, I think she's just like doesn't. Yeah, they're care. going to. That's right. They talk about that in this episode. Uh, so I don't know. I it's all to say it's like uh. I I thought I also like uh it was it was very interesting the deal with Pierce which notably earlier I think it was season 2 it was 25 billion dollars was the offer and now it's 10 billion dollars so the fact that this show really is capturing Failing New York Times Well this this show is very accurately capturing a moment in media that I think like will be studied by like when if I taught like a media studies class and I wanted to like capture students attention there's several scenes and episodes of Succession I would show them about like the acquisitions, the fact that these companies like the BuzzFeed company they buy in season one ends up being worthless, which what happened to BuzzFeed? It's not the same company as it was. <laughs> like uh, All these things like have turned out to be like very uh, it's like I know that some of the writers have previously worked in media and man, does it show. Because they like really, really nail the actual culture of media in a wider lens, which is fascinating. Man, I sound like a fucking dweeb. That's um, yeah, that was rough. That's that's probably an oft overlooked uh, detail to the uh, to the normals. N- shut up. <laughs> you guys are dicks, and now I feel now I feel self conscious. You know what? I'm not even going to publish this podcast now because you guys because I tried to say something. And now you guys. It was it, so. It basically to you, it was. Um, it's it's everything that the newsroom wasn't. Fuck the newsroom. The newsroom <laughs> is such a fucking dude. We don't have time for a podcast. If you guys thought the Avatar two review podcast was rough, get me talking about the newsroom with. Uh, was it Mel Gibson? Mel, no, Mel Gibson. Kevin Spacey. Get me and Kevin Spacey talking about the newsroom on this podcast, and we'll go drop hands. Uh, um, favorite favorite if, moment if, in the episode. I think we should all touch that. All right, you go first, Capper Rayman. If you have one in mind, you can go. Yeah. So I think when 
Sarah Snook's character and Matthew McFadden's character are discussing what's going to be their divorce in that bedroom. And she just doesn't want to hear it because she knows that one, Matthew McFadden might try to. He'll take it straight. Try to get it back. But also he's got stuff he wants to say to her of things that she did to wrong him to set them on that path. And quite frankly, she just doesn't want to hear it. She knows where it's all going to end up. She doesn't want to experience the pain anymore. And instead of that pain, when they both agree and sort of both acknowledge that there was love there at some point, and they have that tender moment where they sleep in the same bed holding hands, I thought that was a really touching moment. I thought it was well executed, well done, and sort of conveyed the exact emotional uh, release that you were sort of not necessarily expecting from succession, but was warranted given the circumstances. Uh, I liked when... uh... Logan pretended to smell Greg's uh, pussy fingers. Uh, that I mean, was... the roast was incredible. It was like one of the funnier moments to me since the the boar on the floor. Very memorable scene. Uh, um, it it just the <laughs> Greg finally like trying to actually roast him, and then him getting pissed off about it, it was so funny. I do think like another like smaller thing that I really loved was just the concept of the hundred and the way they discussed it as just like, but then like the way it's, it was like a very subtle thing, but it's just like, wait, don't you, don't you think this is a great idea? And they're just like, yeah, of course it's a great idea. And it's sort of like my other favorite joke, which I've mentioned on this podcast before, but my favorite joke in the history of succession is when uh, Tom's talking to Greg and says, it's like how we all have to pretend we love Hamilton. And then Greg's like, yeah, I love Hamilton. And then Tom's like, of course, we all do. <laughs> <laughs> favorite joke in the sh- history of the show. Maybe my favorite joke in TV history. It's, it's very such- good. Oh, my God. I think about it all the time. Uh, but honestly... They- the Greg Tom relationship is still unbelievable. Yeah, um, him running in and and talking about her handbag, how it was such low class to be at a party like that, rummaging oh, to fruition. It's the disgusting also, brothers. It's also the most like uh, on the nose hurt people hurt people because it's right after Logan like makes him feel like Tom feel like a yeah. dick. He just goes right to Tom. It's like watching fucking monkeys at the zoo. Like one monkey hits a monkey. The other monkey runs to a different monkey and hits them. Like, it's just like, he's Spe- so good. Speaking of the logo bag. Uh, so that Burberry bag was perfectly chosen to be a sort of gaudy expression of how the logo bag movement took off and was very successful for a lot of brands but was never successful for Burberry, which is why that bag was chosen and done in such a big print. Just every little detail in succession hits, guys. Every little detail. Wow. Man, that's some real that's rich white people done. shit, Rain Man. Thank you. I can do it all. <laughs> you know, you know how you want to you want to be if you're a white person, want to be a rich white person, just follow my picks. That's all. Uh, <laughs> you want to buy Burberry bags, follow Rain Man. Well, Become a you rich. don't. Is the point. <laughs> Become a rich Caucasian man. If you want to, yeah, that should be the pitch, right, man. If you want to be just like me, hey, you, you want to be just like me? <laughs> you want to end up just like me? Just. <laughs> <laughs>